Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Star Wars edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It's time for episode seven of The Force Awakens. That's right. We did the other six, and the scores got worse every time. It was was monotonically decreasing, (laughs) but we'll see. Um, I mean, could this one be even worse? I mean, it seems be, like it would be difficult. To be fair, I not individually, just combined the scores dropped. Yes. I had Attack of the Clones a little higher than Phantom Menace, and you had Revenge of the Sith a little higher than Attack of the Clones. Oh, and right, you had yeah. Phantom Menace a little higher than Return of the Jedi, even. So <clears throat> did I? I guess I did score a point higher. Yeah, the Doesn't, rubric is is tricky like that. It's not about enjoyment. It's about no. <laughs> it's about the f- cold hard facts. That's right. This is a highly objective. <laughs> I'm going to give you my lead pipe lock. Later in this episode, <laughs> pay attention for it. Uh, <sighs> yeah, why don't we just jump into the fucking thing? Yeah, I mean, there's thing. nothing else to do but do it, huh? Yeah. Uh, not now, honey, please. I'm, I'm right in the middle of a uh, giant space war. I, I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do, but like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. Luke Skywalker has vanished, and there's a new kind of the Empire called the First Order looking for him. Yeah, I called them Empire Junior throughout. Yeah. Uh, Leia's back on her bullshit leading the Resistance, and she has sent her best pilot to Jakku to investigate some clue into Luke's whereabouts. All right, well, let me stop you already, because what she sent was her most daring pilot. Oh, okay. I think it specifically avoids saying best. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I may be confusing it with later on when Kylo Ren is, says, I didn't didn't know we had the best pilot in the galaxy. (laughs) It's a good impression. I didn't know we captured the best pilot in the galaxy. (laughs) He does talk like a quiet weirdo. Um, we see a Star Destroyer with, um, some extra pointy bits, so you know it's some new shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, drop off a bunch of landing craft these guys have got sleek new apple branded stormtroopers and we see a little orange ball droid bb8 running to uh give an alarm Mm. uh an old man gives a young man a little pouch but before we find out what's in there could be like a finger or some teeth or something isn't that just life though isn't (laughs) life life. just like an old man giving a young man a pouch a little pouch maybe fingers i think I mean, it sure feels like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we find out what's in that thing, the the droid busts in, the troop ships start landing. The young guy, of course, is this pilot of Leia's. His name is Poe Dameron, and he uh, makes a beeline for his X-Wing as the stormtroopers come out firing. Uh, but his ship gets all shot up before he can take off, so he sticks the valet key from a 2008 Volvo inside <laughs> the little droid. 
and uh, goes back to join the fight. Uh, meanwhile, one of the stormtroopers, FN-2187, doesn't seem to take to all this slaughter as well as his comrades, and he kind of has to be directed into the firing line by a guy with a red shoulder. <laughs> uh, spooky Man in Black gets off of another ship. Turns out this guy's somebody called Kylo Ren. At least that's his name now, because this old man keeps talking a lot about how he used to be someone else, and he can't deny his family. Sure. And uh, Kylo Ren cuts him down. Uh, Poe loses his cool and takes a shot at him, but all that does is draw attention to himself. And uh, Kylo Ren figures out that he had the map to Skywalker, uh, but he doesn't have it anymore. The stormtroopers do a real cursory frisk and decide that. I don't know. They don't even know what they're looking for, but that's fine. Yeah, they must have decided he didn't have anything. Yeah, he just didn't have he just didn't have shit. He just had that jacket as the only thing. It's only personal possession. What if he wore it as a golden armband, like in the early days of Running Man, the guest had to wear when they were trying to chase him down? Well, then it depends on who caught him. Because <laughs> I don't think whether they, they him accidentally let that. him get away again. <laughs> um, they haul uh, Poe off. <clears throat> We see uh, the silver-suited Captain Phasma, and she asks Kylo Ren what to do about the villagers. You know he wants them killed. Yeah, and I got a feeling that we're going to see a lot of Phasma. Like, this is an important (laughs) character. Boy, doesn't it seem like she's pretty important? Her suit's a whole different color. It's a different color. She's got a name and shit. I don't know if they said it. I don't remember, but she's going to be Yeah, they'll say it eventually. I kind of just put people's names in where they appear for the first time, because I don't want to... I don't want to keep talking around who these guys are. The old man was named Lor Santeca, but he's already dead, so I didn't think that was worth bringing up. Yeah. Um, FN-2187 can't bring himself to fire his blaster. I guess his shock or horror briefly draws Kylo Ren's attention through the Force, but, uh, you know, at least at this point, it doesn't seem like a plot point in a movie to him, so he just walks away. <laughs> right. That is mostly. I think that is what determines his actions throughout the film. Is this in a movie? I mean, it seemed. Well, yeah, he's he is one of the more dramatic of the Star Wars characters for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, up on the Star Destroyer, he takes his helmet off, gets a little talking to from Captain Phasma, who orders him to report to her division menacingly. Uh, and then we cut to a little trash bandit on Jakku, yeah. just salvaging machinery in a bug-eyed helmet. It's it's Ray. It is Ray, and she has the best light motif in the new trilogy. Yeah, and she's been scavenging in a big crashed star destroyer. It's a really good scene. Yeah, she gets on her big hover bike and rides it down to a trough to clean up some parts. She's a uh, She's selling them to living penis Unkar Plutt, <laughs> who gives nasty. her like a, a little tiny bit of food for her work. I mean, he says it's a quarter of a portion. It does look like a whole meal, but I don't know. It's also just some green bread. That Yeah, they're all like um, individually apportioned. They're like yeah. fucking wrapped up and everything. Uh, she she eats it outside her uh, little bedroom, which is in a burned out AT-AT. Um, she hears a shitty little alien fighting with BB-8 because he's got him in a net, and she goes and frees the droid. She tries to send him on his way to Nima Outpost, but uh, he guilt trips her into letting him spend the night, I guess. Yeah. Up on the Star Destroyer, none of Kylo Ren's torturers has been able to get the map information out of Poe's mind, um, but Kylo Ren uses the Force to get it. 
and then he sends General Hux's men down to search the planet for the droid. Ray tells BB-8 that she's waiting for her family to return, because he's sad about Poe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she goes to turn in some more scraps that we never did see her gather. So I don't know what that was about, but I guess she's got... She must have made a morning trip we didn't see. Yeah, she made it. She like she didn't take him directly to Nima Outpost. She made him go dig around in the garbage for a while first, I guess. <laughs> um, but he, uh, Unkar Plutt, unexpectedly offers sixty portions for the droid, and that's pretty tough for her to pass up. But she does. I, at this point, our stormtrooper buddy FN twenty one eighty seven springs Poe from jail because he wants to get out of the entire First Order, and he's heard that Poe is a pilot. Okay. He leads him to a TIE fighter on a big rack of TIE fighters, and they get snagged on an umbilical line trying to leave the bay. I like that, because uh, I imagine when TIE fighters come back from a mission, there's some kind of flight deck officer who just shouts, Rack em! I would think so. <laughs> and they put him back uh, on the rack. Uh, it's like one of the one of the fun things about the Star Wars universe is that there's like fucking no automation. Mm-hmm. And so, like... You you see hella people fueling X-Wings and TIE Fighters are all connected up to umbilicals and stuff. Like, that makes a lot... That's yeah, a dude. lot more fun than in uh, in Star Trek where the computer probably just does it, right? Yeah, they don't have automation. They don't have internet. They don't seem to have a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper. Paper. <laughs> uh, eventually, they shoot their way free. And then to get away from the destroyer, they start trying to, to blow up the cannons on the ship. This is just a fun shoot 'em up scene uh, during which Poe decides he doesn't like FN-2187 as a name, so he calls him Finn. Yeah, it's kind of rude, actually. Yeah. And the guy you told him his name. Finn pretty much goes with it. No, he's, he's into it, but he's lucky he's into it. Because what if he was like, uh, no, I told you what my name is. It's FN-2187. Yeah. Uh, they argue about where to go. Poe wants to go back down to Jakku because BB-8's down there with the map to Luke Skywalker. That's all kind of a lot for Finn, who is just trying to get out of whatever Captain Phasma was going to do to him. And maybe he doesn't want to hang out with the other stormtroopers anymore now that he's a pacifist. I mean, he's not a pacifist. He used that TIE fighter to shoot up like a lot of First Order people. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Finn's motivations. Um, Anyway, they get shot, which kind of makes the decision for him because they just crash on Jakku. And up on the ship, uh, Kylo Ren knows which stormtrooper helped Poe escape. This doesn't, I think, advance the plot because I'm pretty sure just a head count. They could have figured it out. <laughs> yeah. But it, there's a little scene there where he knows which one it was. And Captain Phasma has to say, like, ah, he was assigned for retraining or something like that. Yeah, what but I want to know is how he knew his designation just by eyeing him on the planet. Yeah, that is even a good if one. he was like, "Oh, I'm suspicious of this guy." Like, does he have the number on the front of his helmet or something? I don't know how well, he knew who he was. He cast scan, and uh-huh. I know that it often feels like a waste of a turn, especially yeah. when you could just look up a monster's weaknesses on the internet or yeah, in the but Brady then Game later when you guide. have to talk to an NPC, you're going to need to know which specific guy that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. casting scan really helped in that case. Told um, him he was weak to poison and all that business. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, especially if they can change their elemental weaknesses and it do- doesn't display them for you. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of rude. It makes you waste a turn. Yeah. Finn's okay down on the planet. He makes it out of the 
uh, I don't know if it's like a little ejector seat or whatever, but he can't find any sign of Poe in the crashed fighter except for his jackets in there. Yeah. And the, uh, he, you know, grabs a hold of that, but the whole ship sinks beneath the sand and then explodes. Uh, I mean, does it explode 30 or 40 yards behind where it sank? It appears to, <laughs> but that's what we get. Uh, Finn finds a little settlement in the desert. You know it's going to be the same one. You know it's going to be Nima Outpost, because why would we waste a bunch of time otherwise? Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, back up on the Star Destroyer, Hux and uh, Kylo Ren are having an argument about whether they should capture the droid or destroy it. (laughs) And it doesn't seem like... Like, I kind of don't know what point Hux is making, because it doesn't seem like he wants to destroy the whole planet. It's just like... Look, and if you can find it, then you should probably try to capture it. Yeah, to be honest, I don't remember any of that conversation except um, that they seemed like they were in an argument and there were just noises going back and forth. I don't even yeah, remember what they were talking about. I think that that's really all you're supposed to know about it at this point is that these two idiots don't get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Vader and the guy he chokes. Um, <laughs> yep. Finn drinks out of a nasty trough just as two thugs try to capture BB-8, who he now recognizes. Uh, It seems like he's gonna intervene, but Ray just beats these thugs up with uh, the staff that she carries around, so he didn't really need to do anything. But BB-8 also sees Finn, and he sees that he's wearing Poe's jacket, and I guess he gets pissed off and says something to Ray, because she fucking goes ape. Yeah, she's best friends with BB-8 already. Like, it happened pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know, like, BB-8 told her a bunch of cool stories overnight. Like, there, some time has passed, but they really maximized it. They became like, friends very quickly. Fighting his fucking battles now, so. He's like, I don't know, he had a little salt in there, made her morning portion bread better or something. But <laughs> she just dumped it out of a little pocket. Yeah, she's, anyway, she fucking comes charging in. Uh, she knocks him down. BB-8 zaps him a couple of times uh, while he explains to them that Poe's dead. And then BB-8 just rolls off somewhere, which is, like, not the safest, considering he was just under attack. Yeah, I don't know if he's told her that... he had, BB-8 hasn't told her that people are on the lookout for him, right? Uh, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. But uh, at this point... She asks Finn if he's in the resistance and he decides to play along because he probably thinks it's not a great idea to say, uh, no, I'm a runaway stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray gets real excited to hear about the map to Luke Skywalker. She thought he was a myth, but uh, then they're immediately on the run from some stormtroopers. They call in an airstrike. Finn and Ray start running for some ship in a parking lot, but that gets all blown up, and so they have to redirect to the garbage Millennium Falcon. Oh, we're going to see all the old gang, I bet. Yeah, getting the whole gang back together. Uh, she wrecks up the place, taking off with it, but um, doesn't seem to hurt the ship any, and Finn tells her to stay low to confuse the TIE fighters. They're tracking, so... yeah. You know, they spent a couple of minutes weaving in and out of dunes and canyons and shipwreckage. and But eventually they shake the two TIE... Well, they blow off the two TIE fighters and go up into space. Uh, Finn and Ray start celebrating, but then they have to start making repairs. Kylo Ren has his first uh, angry ripping up the place scene when he hears <laughs> about the... Well, yeah, I forget. Maybe he's already ripped up the I place think, when Poe escaped. Yeah, I think he started smashing up that interrogation room. 
when he walked yeah. in there and, and Poe was gone. But yes, this is number anyway, two already. Like I was just about to say, that was already the second scene that you described where they escaped those TIE fighters where Finn had to learn how to shoot and then was really excited by how good he was shooting. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. This movie is not very old yet. No, uh, we're, we're, well, we're 25 or 30 minutes in at this point. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Kylo Ren tears up the place. These scenes are pretty good, frankly. Mm-hmm. He gets super angry and wrecks up the place while everyone cowers, and then he's just, like, totally normal when he's done. <laughs> it's it's a good little, it's a nice little touch. There is more humor in this movie than I remembered. Uh, yeah, or maybe it works better. Mm-hmm. So you don't th- you don't think about it all the time like you think about uh you know Jar Jar Banks etc. Yeah. Who? Oh, where was I? They're repairing the ship. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. So <clears throat> Finn makes a little deal with BB-8 to help get them both out of there to not give up that he's not really in the resistance, but um. Immediately, the ship shuts down and gets locked out and pulled into the maw of a big, ugly freighter. Finn can only see from the inside. He thinks the First Order's captured him, so they start to hide. Um, But when the Falcon is boarded, it's Han Solo and the breakout star of Episode 3, Chewbacca. (laughs) Again, we're only 30 minutes in. Why are we meeting the old gang? I don't know. They can't do the movie (laughs) without him, I guess. Because we got a lot left to do. Yeah. It turns out that the Millennium Falcon was stolen like five times. Um, but Ray and Finn do know who Han Solo is. They have like different perspectives on him, but yeah. he's famous. He wants to drop them off on the nearest planet. But when he finds out that BB-8 has a map to Luke, he kind of stops and pauses. Anyway, put a pin in that because <laughs> uh, he's hauling Rathtars and the Guavian Death Gang has boarded his ship. Put a pin in the whole movie if you can would have been the whole thing, man. So who knows what his decision would have been because he has been he's been doing some double dealing and he's got to try to talk this gang down now, but it turns out both gangs are working against him. They're here to collect. They notice BB-8 and they know that he's he's being looked for by the First Order. Mm. Ray tries to close the blast doors on these gangs, but instead she lets the Rathtars loose and they go nuts about it. They want to eat everyone. Finn gets dragged around by one, but Ray manages to close a door and sever the tentacle holding him. Yup. Chewie takes a bolt in the arm, but everybody makes it back to the Falcon and they blast out of there at fucking light speed. But Snoke and the First Order know that Han Solo has the map to Skywalker on the Falcon. Yeah. And they decide that now is the time to use their new super weapon, which we have not discussed or thought about, to destroy the Republic. And cut the lifeline to Leia's resistance. Yeah. By the way, boy, they really could have given us some more exposition. Because at this point, the first time I watched this, I was like, there's a Republic and a resistance? Right. And a First Order? Yeah. How did any of this happen? They do a very poor job of explaining the... Geopolitical is not the right word. Yes. Whatever that is in space. Yes. (laughs) The space version of that. Yeah. uh, Situation. Uh, Snoke also thinks that Kylo Ren doesn't have what it takes to cut down his own father, Han Solo, mm. but yeah. Kylo Ren is sure he, he can stand firm. It's a good thing we have the mystery of Ray's parentage because they don't, they're, they're, it's not, that's not part of Kylo's deal. We know who he no. is pretty early. Yeah. 
for sure. Uh, Finn struggles to bandage Chewbacca up while Ray gets the ship running again. BB-8 shows Han Solo the map fragment he's got, which of course isn't complete. And here's where Han Solo explains that Luke left after his apprentice. And although we don't know it's Kylo Ren yet, how could it have been anyone else? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Destroyed his new Jedi school and that people think he went looking for the first Jedi temple. Uh, I know how to get there, by the way. You take Pico. <laughs> Do you take it to Colorado? <laughs> Colorado. And you take Colorado to Las Palmas. Las Palmas? And that's, that's how, how you get you... to the first Jedi Temple? Yeah, I guess how you get to Skywalker, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Han takes everybody to the jungle world of Takodana to visit his friend Maz Kanata, who can get BB-8 back to the Resistance. Han also pulls Finn aside and tells him that women always figure out the truth because I guess he knows that uh, he's he's figured out that Finn's not really in the resistance. Mm. Uh, He gives Rey a blaster and sort of half offers her a job on the Falcon. But she's sure that she has to get back to Jakku so that her family can find her because they're definitely looking for her. And if she just keeps eating portion bread in her AT-AT, they're going to come back for her. (laughs) And for some reason, Han Solo doesn't go, what? (laughs) yeah oh everybody heads on into maz's cantina the warning from han solo not to stare at any of it but maz shouts his name and pulls them aside as soon as they come in all kinds of spies and creeps see them yep uh resistance and the first order both definitely know they're there Oh, was that what we were supposed to get out of that? That one was for the Resistance, one was for the First uh-huh. Order? I didn't know who those people were supposed to be. Yeah, the one that's just a microphone was from the Resistance, oh. and the bad lady was from the First Order. Okay. All right. Yeah. So everybody knows they're fucking there, which means that the fleets are coming, but we don't know that. Oh, okay. That's how they both end up there. I got gotcha. you. That's right. I'm catching yeah. up. I've uh, only seen it three times. I'm catching up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kylo Ren goes and prays to Darth Vader's burned out old helmet (laughs) for the strength to resist the light side of the force. And he calls him grandfather in case we were all wondering who his mother was. (laughs) Like, I guess we were like, okay, Han Solo's the dad. They didn't explicitly say that Leia was the mom. He doesn't look like he's half Wookiee. (laughs) Who? Maybe Luke's the dad. Maybe they have two dads. Maybe it's Luke and Han. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the space future. I mean, it's the space past, but whatever. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, so now we know his mom is Leia, and also that he's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. genuinely weird. Uh, I mean, okay, well, look, you think you know he's weird. When he takes off his helmet later in the movie, that is when you it is confirmed that he's weird. Yeah, then well, you go, for sure. Oh, he's weird. <laughs> and I'm, look, I'm going to be honest, uh, and I know this is we're skipping ahead here, I like weird old Kylo Ren. Oh, I love it. I've told you, this is. <laughs> I claim this is my ultimate scouting <laughs> achievement, is that I saw this guy a million years ago on the terrible, terrible HBO show Girls, and I just kept looking at the screen going, there's something off about this guy, but in a way that makes me want to see him in stuff. <laughs> right. I'd love to see him in some stuff, because I think he's some kind of creature or monster, and I just want to know what happens when he's in things. And then at some point later, he was announced to be in this thing, and I went, fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Um boy. So Maz Kanata tells Han that he's been running from this fight too long and 
it's fucking his job to take BB-8 back to the resistance and start making things right again. Cause, uh, his shitty little smuggler ways ain't it no more. Right. Uh, she gives Finn a long, hard look and realizes that he wants to run away. And, uh, he confirms that immediately. So she tells him where he can find work in the outer rim. He heads on over to, to talk to these guys and Ray's pretty upset about this. That's smart though. When you got somebody who's looking to get out, you, I think you just go, yeah, here. Yeah. You help him get out of there. (laughs) You're not getting good work out of that guy. Right. Um, Ray's pretty hurt about this. She comes on over and finally he admits to her that he's just an an escaped stormtrooper, and he is never going back to the first empire or first order rather. So he's, uh, He's out. He walks out with these guys. At this point, Ray has a little bit of a freak out, which is probably because she has abandonment issues about her daddy and mommy. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Right? So seeing Finn walk out the door triggers something. She starts hearing her younger self screaming, and she follows some steps down to an old chest. And inside that chest is Luke Skywalker's lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back. The not one even, that got. Not even like locked away. Just nah. like downstairs where anyone can get to it in a no, box that just opens. By the way, how do all of the patrons of that cantina know not to go down those stairs? I don't like, know. Is there a sign that we didn't see that's in Orabesh or something that says <laughs> staff only? There must be a sign it's upstairs. it's fucking abandoned down there. There's a sign upstairs that's, that like it has like a sign that says bathrooms and it says that points downward. But then there's a sign right next to it that says bathrooms out of order. So people something are like, like oh, that. Fucking, who cares? She's, you know, she goes down there and it's one of those abandoned space-time corridors <laughs> where lengths and distances and colors all change and there's just, like, nobody down there. Yep. But, yeah, she finds Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, the one that got all cut off with his hand at yeah. the end of Empire Strikes Back. And when she touches it, she has a crazy nightmare vision with screaming, mm-hmm. Yoda's voice, the Knights of Ren, Luke and R2... Yeah. Obi-Wan's voice, her parents blasting off out of Jakku, a snowy forest and a fight with Kylo Ren, more Obi-Wan whispering. And when the dream ends, Maz Kanata's there and she says, yeah, that's Luke's lightsaber, uh, it's Anakin's lightsaber. Anyway, it's calling to you. So, uh, by the way, knock it off about Jakku. There's nothing waiting for you there. Yeah, like pay attention to what's been happening your whole life. Yeah, and your job now is to find Luke and the Force. I'm and- um I'm Jama in this, and you're the boy. <laughs> and there's a mantis ant, and you gotta go do some business. <laughs> Get them orbs. You're gonna want these. You're gonna want these nasty orbs to upgrade your weapons. I know you're a poor orphan with like no idea what's happening, but I'm gonna put it entirely on you, and I'm gonna tell you that the whole universe is yeah. in your hands, and you better go fix it. <laughs> Uh, she tries to give her the saber, but uh, Ray refuses, just like in the monomyth, because that's the step she's on, and she runs off into the forest. Yeah. Uh, in a speech, straight out of the 2020 GOP playbook, <laughs> General Hux decides to be Space Hitler or whatever and gives a rousing speech about um, eradicating everybody or unlimited power, or something equally easy to get behind, but it's all in the name of law and order. Then they fire Big Death Star Jr. That's the yeah. big, the big weapon. <laughs> and it blows up a bunch of entire planets, like, all at once. So, Yeah, this one could do five planets at once, and it eats a whole sun to do it. <laughs> it's hard to see how anyone's going to beat these guys. 
Ray's recovering from her bad dream, but she sees TIE Fighters come zooming in and starts to run back toward her friends. Maz gives Luke's lightsaber to Finn and asks, because he's come running back too, and asks him to protect his friends. Uh, I think she, I think she means Ray. Uh, the Empire shoots the shit out of everything for a while, and they even start landing troops. Sorry, <clears throat> the Empire Junior. Right. Uh, Ray blasts a few troopers and then runs off into the forest. Kylo Ren walks out of a transport and starts going after Ray. Um, Finn gets his ass beat by a stormtrooper, but is saved by Han and Chewie before they all get captured. But then some X-Wings come flying in, led by Poe, who does a real ace combat and blows up about 50 dudes by himself. Now, you must leave my notes. <laughs> I'll never leave. You don't have the good encryption like I have. <laughs> no one's ever getting in here. Kylo catches up to Rey and immobilizes her with the Force. Um, and then he knocks her out and they, they takes her back to his super weapon, probably. Uh, Leia shows up moments later for a quiet reunion with Han and the bunch. Uh, he tells her that he saw their son. Um... He doesn't say that his son looked like a complete tool, though, and I think that was nice of him. He didn't say <laughs> he was nice. wearing this fucking cape, and his helmet was really janky. It, it was, was too. It was too small, Leia. <laughs> his helmet was. It made him look like he had a pinhead, Leia. <laughs> He's very nice. He doesn't tell her any of that stuff. Ah. Uh, best friends, Poe and Finn, meet again at the Rebel base in the movie's warmest scene. <laughs> kind of is huh Finn uh, tells Leia he needs to get back to the dumb weapon to save Rey and she agrees to help him in exchange for information about the super weapon BB-8 comes across R2-D2 who I guess took a forever nap out of sadness <laughs> when Luke went away it is th- I, I, you mentioned that the, geo- that the geopolitics are not well understood mm-hmm. the least well explained thing is what's going on with R2-D2 in this movie <laughs> just says that he's it turned is himself if, off it is as if nobody within the movie knows what's going on <laughs> yeah. and they also kind of don't care no one's looked into it in a long time I think I think the first day they went huh I wonder what's going on here and then they just went well I guess that's I guess he's never turning back on and that was it even Threeps is like, who cares? Yeah, he tells us he may never be the same. But, like, he ain't even gonna wake up, according to everybody, so who cares? Anyway, um, more dialogue about Kylo between Han and Leia, and we shift to the interrogation of Rey. Kylo shows us his weird face. Yeah. Maybe threatens to rape her, and then tries to steal the map uh, that leads to Luke from her mind. He's a bit upset when he finds out he isn't able to yank it out of her and in fact, she starts yanking shit out of his mind. Yeah. Um, Kylo goes to head cheerleader Snoke, who asks to see Rey himself. Uh, Hux comes in and says they've tracked the rebels back to their base, and Snoke orders the weapon prepared. So I guess they're gonna blow him up. Uh, Rey perfects the Jedi mind control in about 30 seconds. And yeah, so it takes her two or three attempts, but eventually Daniel Craig gives it up. <laughs> oh, is that Daniel Craig? No, it's Daniel Craig. There are a lot of uh, fucking cameos. Everybody's somebody. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Uh, and he, he, yeah, so she makes a guard free her and arm her as well. Uh, the rebels have a meeting to discuss the plan for stopping the weapon, which sounds like Finn, a guy we just met, is going to take out the shields in some unknown way once he's on board the weapon, and then we'll blow it up with regular ordnance, I guess. Yep. Um, it's not that complicated a plan, really. It isn't, but it could use some details. <laughs> Like, yeah, I would ask for details if I were Leia or any of the other. You people. would definitely be like, as the meeting started to wrap up, you'd be like, "Wait, hang on, I think we missed something. How is That's he going to whole... turn off the shield? <laughs> like, are we going to have a second meeting in an hour to go <laughs> yeah. over the actual playbook? Or... No, nope, everyone's leaving, huh? Let's, guys, I think we missed something big, and I'm just, I want it on record that I said that we missed something big. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Falcon. You guys, dropped. the process exists for a reason, huh? can we please like i know nobody likes long meetings but we're gonna look at the meeting notes later and we're gonna be pretty embarrassed about what happened here uh the falcon drops out of light speed right on top of the weapon in order to penetrate its shields why not do that but with some nukes or something i don't know anyway this seems like it'd be real good well they're probably you know these are good guys they probably don't got no nukes whatever finn this now... isn't mon mothma's uh rebel alliance they don't have uh <laughs> Like weird creeps running around murdering people. No. Um. Anyway, uh, Finn now reveals he has no idea how to take the shields down, but you know they'll figure it out. As as with everything, Finn's plan is no plan, and he is lying all the time. <laughs> yes. They uh, they do uh, capture Captain Phasma and force her. That's the lady that wasn't um, nice to Finn in the first act. Um, force her to lower the shields and then Poe's fighters come in for their strike Poe reminds us about the ticking clock again straight out of an ace combat mission yeah when it's dark because the sun's good juice is gone yep. the weapon will be ready to fire um, Finn and Han meet up with Rey on board the weapon they, they're looking for her that she happens to crawl right past them um they are about to flee, but they can see the rebel forces are in trouble. I guess they've lost half their fleet in the assault so far. So uh, our little gang decides they're going to do some sabotage. They take some explosives into the bases. That's, by the way, fucking wild that the song Sabotage doesn't start playing. You know that, <laughs> Come on, he, JJ. that JJ said, can we? And, uh, and Disney said, no, we've let you name all of these characters after Beastie Boys records and everything, <laughs> but you cannot play the song Sabotage yeah, please in keep our that Star Wars. In your other IP that you We're paying doing. John Williams like a lot of money and also monkey blood for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Yeah. Uh, they take explosives into whatever they take it into. The, uh, the base is The core. thermal oscillator. Okay. The, okay. Sure. But guess who they run into? fucking angry teenager kylo ren yeah it turns out this is one of his moping spots where he goes to be alone and mope it makes sense there's a lot of wide open space some bottom you just go mope in the middle of a catwalk his parents want him to take off his twisted sister pin or something and he hates that yeah so he's in a bad mood han confronts him and they have a chat Kylo seems like he might be ready to come back into the fold but instead he does a laser stab and kills han solo yeah, he had planned out ahead of time some cool things to say that would make it seem like yes. he was coming back Again, to the light side. He knows what sounds like it's in a movie, and that's yep. what, that's how that's what guides his actions. 
But it's very consistent. He's just, frankly, is always that way. Uh-huh. Uh, Chewie, I guess, blows the joint. He gets real mad. And um, this weapon is damaged and vulnerable now, I guess. Still yes. seems like it's about to fire, though. Well, yeah. Outside in the dark and in the snow, Kylo uh, smashes Rey against a tree and knocks her out. Then Finn and Kylo do a lightsaber fight. Kylo Ren is wounded, but he disables and wounds Finn eventually. And then he goes for Luke's old lightsaber, but Rey uses the force to fucking teak it over to herself. And they fight for a bit, and Kylo offers to show her the ways of the force, but that's when she hulks up. And uh, then she wails on Kylo for a while, and just as she might be about to wipe him out, a big chasm opens up and separates them. Yep. I guess the whole planet slash weapon is starting to blow now um so the rebels did their job snow well that's it's that it is that way because poe did the final ace combat mission he flew in the thing where he had to fly inside the building and fly in circles blowing up the four weak points honestly i didn't even pay attention to anything that was happening in this the space fighter part of that yeah uh snoke tells hux to grab up kylo and come see him it's time to complete kylo's training whatever that means Snoke's just, like, just does stuff whenever. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess now's the time we blow up the Republic. Yep. Don't know why we couldn't we have done it yesterday. We had the power to do it, but we've Don't know why it. it's better to do it now than next week. Also, I just, I was eventually going to get around to completing Kylo Ren's Okay, training. all right. Okay. It's like he is very busy doing a bunch of other stuff, and every time these two teenagers <laughs> call him to yeah, talk about their problems, he's got to, he's yeah, he's got to drop whatever he's doing and do whatever seems like the highest priority Whatever they're the most panicked about right this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chewie swings by to pick up Ray and an unconscious Finn, and then the weapon blows as they depart the surface. Back at the rebel base, Ray and Leia commiserate over the loss of Han. R2 wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out he's got the rest of the map. So combined with what BB-8 has, they now know where to find Luke. It's weird that R2 was, was asleep for all that time. He had most of the map. Um, Ray goes off to find Luke with Chewie and the Falcon. And in what is about 15 seconds time on screen, they are at Luke's secret hideout. I guess he wasn't far away. Yeah, who knows? Ray climbs up some stone steps on an isolated little island and finds the fucker just standing there doing nothing, waiting for her, probably, I guess. She reaches out to hand him his lightsaber, and we get some fucking helicopter shots rotating around the these two, and the movie ends and we go to credits. So, this movie surely had some kind of message. What was the premise of this film? Uh, family is not blood. Family is relationships. Okay. Uh, Ray has to give up on the hope of her blood family returning in order to find the true people she belongs with. Uh, Finn rejects the only family he's ever known. Kylo Ren destroys his relationship in search of some blood lineage that he's invented, but he's the bad guy, so he's doing the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie that feels a lot like episode four plot wise, right? Yes. uh, Some have said beat for beat. They are (laughs) sort of not wrong. Yes. Like that is like, well, the rebels gave away their position finding this base. So now 
they have to blow it up or they'll die. The whole base will die. It's very similar. Yeah. Also, uh, Luke was a moisture farmer. She's a, a trash peddler. But, like, right. they're both just oh, fucking out here on some desert planet just hating life. Yeah. So the, the beats are very similar, but in a sense, the original trilogy follows kind of the opposite thesis. Hmm. That there's something special about the Skywalker bloodline. It gives them a destiny. It ties them together. Like when when Luke then finds out that Leia is his sister, that's supposed to mean something. It means something that they're you know that they're connected in some way, right? Yeah. Well, so it, whenever they decided to do that, that became the story for sure. Right. So it's like kind of the opposite approach to family, whereas this one is more about you make your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Matt, you and me, we come from a family that already kind of acts this way. Uh, yeah, 100%. That we have no uh, but, special connection to anybody in our family. Right. Really. Uh, but there are definitely people who think blood ties are all important. The take doesn't blow me away, but it's fine. I, I gave it a five. Yep. I, um, I just used the same take I used in episode four, long before they'd invented a Leia or anything like that. Which was about how even a dang old farmer can be a great hero, or in this case, it's a again a scavenger, trash peddler, whatever. Um, I gave that a five the first time. Oh, and the reason I say this, so the evidence is like there are scenes in the beginning of this movie where she's like staring at like she like stares at this old lady who's doing the exact same thing she is doing. And right. you're, that's you, her future. Yeah, you can see on her face, like, this is my garbage, stupid, nothing existence that matters to nobody. She she puts on an old Rebel Alliance helmet, mm-hmm. like she's just going to go daydream in front of her ship, in front of her, in front of her crashed uh, chicken walker or whatever. Yes. Like, these yeah. are her versions of Luke's wanting to go Ta- to the Academy or right, whatever. Pa- power converters, Toshi Station. Right. Yeah. Um. So I docked a point for taking from your own movie series just taking the same thing from a, a movie that was a few movies ago in the same series um but otherwise it was the same so i gave it a four uh how did it execute okay how was this movie execution wise i'm glad we watched the movies in this order because it reminded me of all the feelings of watching them in that order in real life of like <laughs> okay because this movie is so much better made than episodes <laughs> one through three. Yeah. Like, it's a huge difference, and that's what I remember feeling in the theater when I saw this movie. Was like, oh, thank God it's not like those other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's punchier, it has better dialogue, the characters and actors are better. Like, that first scene with Ray is so good, it definitely made me think that we were in for a really good movie ahead. And well, and uh, I will say again that I think her theme, her musical theme, is the best of the whole new trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it's a very strong start when you cut down there to Jakku and you start hearing her, mm-hmm. and then as it sort of moves through her whole theme, it's very good. Yep, and she's just like alone in this big ship, which gives yeah. you a lot of um, an indication of what they're trying to do with her character and everything. I I thought it was just the beginning of this movie is really effective. A lot of the introductory scenes of the various characters are pretty good, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure anything about this film makes sense. (laughs) For one thing, we don't spend nearly enough time with Finn before he turns 
to fully understand why he quits the New Order. No, we, he gives a, an explanation later, mm-hmm. but like, we kind of don't pick back up with Finn until the, the ninth movie. Yeah, like, just that he doesn't want to kill, but then, like, okay, he, he might be a ca- He doesn't want to kill, he might be a coward, is what we see in the first scene with him on that planet. Right. But then he has an uber-brave plan to break out the pilot and kills lots of dudes. So I came out of the first part of the movie not really understanding his motivations very well. Yeah, they they become a little clearer uh, during the cantina scene mm-hmm. uh, when he's talking about how he decided he wasn't going to kill for the First Order. Yeah, but killing says, was fine. And when he says to Ray that like everybody, uh, like every, like all stormtroopers, he was taken from a family he would never know. Right. So you start to get the sense that he, at the start of the movie, he already has some animus for the First Order and... Whatever mm-hmm. they're doing down on the surface is the last straw, right? Yes. But although it's it his is, first mission, is what he tells us. It's so his it's, first, yeah. It's the last he was straw. A janitor previously, right? Right. But it's his first mission too, so it's not like he's yes. like got this history of going down there and fucking butchering civilians and shit, right? Um. Then he latches on to both Poe and Ray so immediately and completely that it felt like time saving more than anything else. Like we just need him to get to this point. Where they're all buddies. Um, again, we get almost no backstory in this film, so it's not even a little bit clear why the New Order exists, how the rest of the cosmos let this shit happen again, who opposes them, or even really what the stakes are. Well, boy, I gotta tell you that rewatching it in 2020, I was not, I did not once think to ask, how did the cosmos let this happen again? <laughs> Well, I know I get that. It's just that they had the big space war, like, what is uh-huh. it, 20 years, maybe? Or something uh, like that? Hard to tell, but it doesn't seem like it can have been that long ago. Yeah, and it's like, we're, I guess we're just, do, we're just doing another one. And um, also, what had the chain of command in this movie is baffling. There's a general guy, but then there's a Kylo, and then there's like a, a leader. And there's a yep. captain, and they're all introduced in the first scene, and I don't know who anybody is or what's happening. And then on the they other really side, are counting on you having seen episode four, mm-hmm. so that you can immediately go, "All right, Hux is like, yeah, he's grand. he's kind of the new Tarkin, or maybe an Admiral Piet type, or something. One of the where there's one so, of the dudes who gets choked. He's maybe the, not a he's Tarkin. the military leader, but." Uh, but Kylo is the Vader where it's like he doesn't really do paperwork. He just kills people. <laughs> right. But he still gets to and like, they're both reporting to this murky idiot. Yeah. But it's like one of them doesn't boss the other one around either. Right. So it's yeah. It's, it's like no one has bothered to give them an actual chain of command. So it's a constant low grade negotiation. And like I understand that leader means he's leading. But like what is that title? That's nothing. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, there's at least a general and who knows what else, because again, they don't tell us anything about the relationship between the Republic, which I guess exists again, and the resistance and how all that business works. Um, also, and maybe this has become very obvious since it was released, but it's obviously just episode four junior. And that's an odd choice. 
Yeah. Like you're you're gonna do this big new trilogy and you just go, hey, people liked four, I think. I mean they liked hey, five people, better, but Hey, people uh hated those prequels and they are terrified of what we're gonna do. <laughs> we should play it as And safe we have as to we reassure them. Like, okay, you remember the first couple of uh of Daniel Craig uh 007 films where they were like they're trying to be darker and edgier and maybe like create a new bond canon and then in the next one they just went hey remember the old james bond movies those were fun right here's a big nostalgia trip <laughs> and they just like erased that i'm pretty sure i only saw casino royale and skyfall so okay well there's the casino royale and then... casino royale was definitely grittier whatever the next one was was in the same vein and then the one after that it was just like we're gonna go back to um look at here's an old here's an old car that james bond would have driven around in the 60s and look here's the old music and for some reason we're gonna go see where he grew up which is weird but it was like a weird nostalgia trip for 007 but this trilogy did that with the first film like it wasted no time it just went hey remember star wars um again the whole scene with the wrath wrath tars yeah and those two gangs could easily be nixed from the film (laughs) it's not like it's all bad but it is definitely wasted minutes yeah yeah get out of my notes we already know han and Chewie, so this doesn't give us new info about them we know they're shifty smugglers who are sometimes amusing. Uh, it does have a great score, as always. And like we said earlier, there's the humor works a little bit. So it, that's always surprising. Um, so on the whole, I gave it a five. Okay. Uh, I'm coming in a point ahead of you again here at a six. Okay. Uh, obviously, this doesn't break new ground story-wise. Mm-hmm. And... There's a lot of pandering in it, although it's particularly, it's mostly confined to Easter eggs. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background right. where you go, I get it. Uh, but cinematically, it is so much more polished yep. than, maybe than any of the Star Wars movies. It's certainly like, possible. The movies- definitely, definitely A New Hope has... Uh, has a cinematic language with the wipes and everything and the sort of used universe. It's not It's not as though there's no movie making done in that one. That would be the one that would be the closest, I think. Right. But definitely compared to the huge mess that the prequels were. <laughs> it's just like there's a lot of a polish. There's lots of great shots. The music is used perfectly. The funny moments are basically all funny. And the movie's very well cast. Mm-hmm. And I got through the whole thing without writing for some reason or why, <laughs> which is rare. Yep. Uh, the closest thing definitely is R2-D2 suddenly coming to life. There are definitely cuts to make. I also said the Rathars and Kanji Club come to mind. And by the way, as, uh, in first viewing in the theater, after that scene ended, I went, well, that, what was that uh, for? That was nothing. <laughs> yeah, why did we take that trip? Is that just so now, now Han doesn't have that other ship anymore? Yeah, because like I don't care Cause about Because we could have just said, oh, he likes the Millennium Falcon better. He's going to take the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, having just watched even Revenge of the Sith, which was, well, actually, let's look at the scores. Yeah, I scored that higher. We both scored that the highest in execution of the, yes. uh, of the prequels. Three compared that, to uh, two and one or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's night and day. So, yeah, uh, it's a, that was not the problem with the movie for me. Um, 
world building. Yeah. We get... We didn't get a lot to go on when the first Star Wars movie came out either, right? No. There's an empire. They're bad. There's the alliance to restore the Republic. Yes. And, you know, Luke wanted to go to the Academy and so on. But we've lived in this universe for a long time. And it, it is a little, it's a little insulting that we just get sort of a murky ideas about the Republic and the Resistance and the First Order. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that Luke has did not go on to train a bunch of new Jedi, that the Jedi have not actually returned. Yeah, we learned there uh, was an attempt. Yeah, that that was a failure and that he is, we didn't take it well, it seems like. He took it about uh, as well as R2-D2 took the whole thing, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, we get a massive, incomprehensible, hyperlight planet-killing super weapon. Mm-hmm. The new T-17 seem like a great improvement, but believe me, they don't hold up. Uh, just some side dialogue. I would have liked to see what the New Republic is like for a minute before yeah. it gets blown up and we're back in A New Hope. And Snoke feels like he's out of left field. Like, Dude, he's a we don't CGI- know anything about this fucking hologram yeah like he's nothing um but i guess we are resetting it's not like there's no world building happening here Mm -hmm. like this is the universe that the next three movies are in and i think for not explaining things outright the movie does a pretty good job of hinting at what's going on okay like, it definitely could have done worse. I split it down the middle and gave it a five. Okay. Um, I, I was one point lower again. I gave it a four. Again, this takes place sometime after the events of episode six. There's the Empire Junior. They hate Luke and Leia, but Luke has disappeared. Even the good guys don't know where he went. Whatever. <clears throat> Why is there a map to Luke and not just some coordinates? <laughs> Like, you could always figure out how to navigate there. It's weird that there's, like, a whole map that they have to piece together. Like, like this is the time before aircraft, even, and they're going to have to trek through you some fucking... You have to fucking... follow these landmarks. Yeah, like, what's happening? I don't understand the map. It should just be like, hey, we found him, and then, like, it's easy to navigate there, because, like, we know how to navigate. Um, Yeah, it's, it, it's super wild, too, because, like, Kylo Ren says, we have the rest of the map. We piece it together from the archives of the old empire. Wait a minute. How do you know you have the rest? If you know you have the rest yeah, of the map. That's right. How do you know? What the- there's exactly one piece missing and that's that's what this droid has. What is, what is I mean, this? I mean, I'm guessing that that map is of a pretty big area of space, but still. Yeah. What if the piece. Narrows the- some shit down, huh? What if the piece that the robot has only goes like fucking 100 <laughs> fucking miles or whatever? Yeah. Like- what if he's got a piece that you already have because <laughs> yeah. you have all of the records from the old empire? It's very weird how much people seem to know. Uh, Stormtroopers are no longer clones. I don't think they were in episodes four through six either, but they don't really talk about it, obviously. So, No, although someone, Kylo Ren maybe, suggests that maybe they should be when uh, Finn... Yes busts out yeah finn confirms that they're uh they were taken at when they were very young or whatever and turned into stormtroopers yeah. uh, infant conscripts uh-huh uh kylo introduces a ton of powers we've never seen before from force users can yeah freeze a laser in midair can do mind rapes all kinds of cool shit 
Um, Luke has become a myth, which actually makes sense given how little is understood of the Force by the time of episodes four through six. Yeah, the Jedi were already basically a myth. And mm-hmm. then if you heard that there was one still, and his name was Luke Skywalker, that probably doesn't help much. Right. Uh, the planet Jakku, which sucks, but the Falcon was in storage there. Uh, the Falcon maneuvers pretty well in atmosphere. I don't remember if we'd seen it do that in the other movies. It's pretty zippy generally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we just basically see it blast off out of planets before. We're told stormtrooper masks filter out smoke, but not toxins necessarily. Fucking typical Empire cheaps out on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Rathtars and Guavian Death Gangs and Kanji Club. <laughs> Why? Like, I don't know if we talked about it in the previous movie. Kanji Club, the Japanese Learning Society. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Definitely sounded like uh, a version of Slime Forest Adventure. Yeah. Um,. I don't know if we talked about it in the other movies. Why a laser crossbow? Uh-huh. Why is that better than a what rifle? What do the arms on the crossbow do? Yeah, why is it better than a rifle or a pistol? Why is it better? I don't understand why you'd have one of those. First of all, you know it's a bowcaster. And second of all, <laughs> no one knows. Uh, there's a Death Star Junior, which I think is actually bigger than the other two Death Stars. Uh, yeah, because it's made out of a whole planet this time, not just a, the big, size of a small moon. No, maybe, maybe they found that was easier construction. I would think it would have some challenges, but whatever. I would also have thought carving a big ass <laughs> trench in a planet and then putting all of the energy from a star in there would have caused some issues. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently it turns out you need a thermal oscillator. I see. Uh, anyway, it can blow up hella planets at once, and it drains the power of a star when it charges up. It sounds like the cheesiest of sci-fi, but okay. Um, I guess there's a Republic and a Resistance. Luke was training some new Jedi, but he cocked up big time and made a Kylo Ren happen, and then he fucked off to find the Jedi Temple, which is another legend, I guess. Space reggae. <laughs> um... Then I asked, how how were Poe, Finn, and Han and everybody able to see all those beams and explosions? Did the First Order attack only one star system? And then I think they said they did. But, like, not that planet that they were on, because I guess they wanted to get the girl and the robot or whatever. Yeah, they attacked the Ilenium system or whatever the fuck, right? But uh, it's a good one. Um, I... I have... Well, I have... A, in my quick hitters, I have a suggestion as to what's going on there. Okay. All right. Um... I would give it more points if they explained more of what's happening. And I think the reason it's different, like you said, is that we have spent time here and we know the characters and we know what was happening at the end of episode six. And so it's not like we're starting totally. It's not like you're starting a new series or whatever and you're going to let people figure it out as you go. It's like, hey, wait a minute. What the fuck happened? We had this whole thing settled after six. Why are we doing this again? Like, if you're especially if you're going to do a total rehash of episode four, it would be helpful to know how the fuck that happened. But they really just kind of give you the barest bare details. So yeah, um, just a four for me on world building. What about characterization? Uh, let's see. Poe is described in the crawl as Leia's most daring pilot, but not necessarily as her best. He really likes his droid, and he really likes Finn. I don't know what else to say about him. He's, otherwise, he's just flying around a lot in the movie. Yeah, this is not Poe's movie. No. Um, Leia's a general now, running the new Resistance Junior, or whatever it's called. There's a Darth Vader Junior, and his name is Kylo Ren, which sounds like an indie band. And well, yeah. 
Anyway, he's got even more force powers that we've never seen before. He's also a real angry teenager. He reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Shredder. <laughs> I don't know if I told you when Marjan made me rewatch the Ninja Turtles until she got sick of them. Oh, and man. I think what was happening the whole time, and we, I wasn't really thinking about it as a kid, is that Shredder's on the spectrum. <laughs> and he's got, like, impulse control issues. Because there were a lot of scenes where he would just, like... Like, he's he's, ma- he's mass manufacturing the Mausers. Um, you know, the Baxter Stockman made. Yeah. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows about these things. We all know about Mausers. Keep going. And... They're like, little bitey robots. And, like... 12 have come off the line, but he's going to build like 2,000 or whatever. And after the first 12 come off, he literally says, I know I should let the other ones come out, but I can't. (laughs) He just like goes into battle with his 12. (laughs) And then he gets his ass kicked. And the whole rest of the episode, I just felt really bad for him. Like he even knows. Because he knew better. He knows better, but he can't help it. He can't help it. Just a compulsion. Yeah. That's how Kylo Ren seems to be, like a real cartoon, the, sh- the Shredder. Um. Anyway, Han Solo's this guy's dad, uh, but he worships his grandfather, Darth Vader, for reasons. He kills his papa to free himself from any urge to turn away from the dark side. Also, he seems weirdly eager to tutor Rey. There's something about Rey. It's a shame about he, Ray, maybe. I don't from know. From the moment he hears that there is a girl yep. involved, he loses it. It's true. He is like I every, think the Knights of Ren are all dudes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bunch of dudes who hung out in a hobby store or something. <laughs> a girl? Uh, I'm writing down uh, an episode title. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh Finn is a stormtrooper who gets mad, sweaty, and nervous when it's killing time, and he quits the New Order to join up with the Rebels or whatever. I think he just wants to get away from the New Order, really. Uh, it was charming how he kept looking out for Rey, even though he was the helpless one. Um, I guess we saw him run out on his first battle, is what we learn. So he wants to flee the First Order. Sorry, did I call him New Order earlier? First Order. But first when, Order. When... Ray is captured. He he does turn into the freedom fighter, the brave freedom fighter that the audience wants to see. Um, Ray is a garbage person, and by that I mean she goes through imperial garbage for salvage. She feels the insignificance of her life acutely. She waits for her family re- to return from God knows where to reclaim her. She develops force powers during the movie, um, and begins a rivalry. It seems with Kylo Ren. <clears throat> BB-8 is a cute robot, perhaps the cutest one yet. There's also a General Hux, but I don't know what his deal is. He's a bootlicker of some kind? Uh, he seems that way. He's a real sniveling kind of guy. Yeah, they gave him that... They chose a guy with a British... He's really British in real life, I hope. But they... It looks it. <laughs> they chose that guy in particular because he seems real. Real weaselly. Um, old man Han is in this too, and so is Chewie. Sorry, I guess I should call him old man Han. Well, not in this movie. Some people call him. 
Um, Han's kid is Kylo, and that feels like he did he did a real fuck up. Like he wasn't a good dad. Well, did it ever seem like he was gonna be? No. <laughs> no, he was moving to Florida. <laughs> he has some stuff with Leia about how losing their son tore them apart in some way, and then he he confronts Kylo in the end before getting run through. Uh, Chewie had a lot of comedy scenes. I like that Chewie says he doesn't know if Han Solo was a rebel general war hero or a smuggler. When they're asked, when they ask him, he just goes, "Eh." yeah. Uh, He also really loves that chess game. I enjoy the scene where the doctor tells Chewie he must be very brave, just like (laughs) barely even humoring him. (laughs) Oh, sounds like it was really scary. You, you sound, you must've been very brave. It's like she has dealt with Chewbacca before, maybe, or something <laughs> like it. Somehow she knows his deal. <laughs> you got to give this guy a Batman sticker on the way out. It's the whole, it's the whole thing. Uh, Maz Kanata, a CGI ally who's more Yoda than Jar Jar, but um, still. We don't need all these full CGI characters. We already got that penis guy you were talking about earlier, and we got Snoke. <laughs> And we got her, too. There's a lot of just pure CGI characters. Um, anyway, she's, like, crazy wise and knows all about the Force, but I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. I guess she's been a bartender for a thousand years in that castle that has a statue of her out front. No, she's Guinan, then. Is that what's happening? Kind of a Guinan, yeah. She's a Guinan? Okay. Uh, just as in episodes one through three, C-3PO shows up to waste minutes. <laughs> really, what is this guy here for? No one liked him in the first trilogy. All right, sure. But the scene where he says, you probably don't recognize me because of my, my red, red arm, arm is so perfect for C-3PO. It's like exactly right. Oh, by the way, uh, C-3PO, a uh, total uh, Jisook Jin, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. He's 100%. I finally saw it when he said He's that thing. He won't go all the way, man. When he, said, when he said, you didn't recognize me because of my red arm, I thought that is exactly what Jisook Jin would say when someone didn't recognize him. <laughs> I watched a running man today where he told everyone that October 6th was the day he got close with Blackpink and everybody laughed at right in his face at the idea that he thought he was close with Blackpink. And then he just took it and just was laughing at himself and like put it in his little journal that October 6th was the day. Yeah. Um, You're right though. C-3PO is 100%. He's big nose for sure. Um, R2 really said, if Luke doesn't come back, I'm going to hold my breath until I'm dead and then you'll be sorry. Uh, so the characters are, I think, the most enjoyable of the the movies so far. But I don't know. We've been given all and like enough about any of them to really know what's happening in their heads. I think you get enough about Ray to have some ideas about what what she's going through. But Finn is still kind of a mystery. Poe is a total mystery, and then it was just a lot of um, the old gang. Yeah. And often in Star Wars, it seems my character descriptions are just things that happen in the movie and not character motivations or feelings. Because I'm not sure that's what Star Wars is really about. Well, I don't know that Lucas has any insight into those, so... (laughs) When he tries, it's pretty bad. So maybe it's better that he doesn't try that much or now that he's removed. You see, she's not very much like sand. You get it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, would you want to make love to sand? You probably wouldn't. Like, she's sort of the same color as sand, I guess. 
So I'm saying. I love to think that he ran that one around in loops in his head for a while. Yeah. On whether she was or wasn't like Should Sam. I have him say she's kind of the same color as Sam? No, that's <laughs> I mean, confusing. Because people that's at home confusing. are probably going to point it out, I think. <laughs> confusing for the message. <laughs> uh, anyway, I gave it a five. I thought it was... I wish I'd gotten more motivation because I do enjoy the characters. I just don't necessarily know we get any enough about any of them except for Ray to know what's happening. Uh, this is her movie for sure. Uh, Ray is naive, but she's already much less of an asshole than Luke, despite a much worse upbringing. <laughs> Luke is a real fucking turd who quits everything immediately. Right. <laughs> um, she knows Han Solo as a famous smuggler because of the people she hangs out with. Yep. And even though she lives in the ruins of a big rebel empire battle, she's like an outsider to galactic politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, like Luke, she discovers hidden power and has to enter the wider universe. Finn is impossibly charming, uh, trying to escape his awful circumstances. They give him uh, cut and run motives to, to make a deliberate parallel with Han Solo. But you get the feeling that he's he's even less looking out for himself than, you know, when it turns out that Han has a heart of gold, mm-hmm. sort of at the end. But it's like, there was no real threat that Finn was going to leave. No, yeah. He just, he is clearly scared of the First Order. It doesn't think the fight's winnable. But he's, in the scene where he is explaining his motivations to Rey, he makes it clear that he has already rejected the forces of evil, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he he took a stand against them to leave. Then he, uh, leaves that, a, he leaves that building so slowly, and I know it was because he was following two totally CGI characters out there and <laughs> yes. had to walk real slow behind them. <laughs> but you could also say it was because he wasn't sure he really wanted to go. Right. Uh, we, Of course, we don't get a good read on Poe, except that he's got a lot of bravado, mm-hmm. and he's a good pilot. Uh, then talking about the old characters, I think it's perfectly sensible that Han and Leia didn't work out. And yep. that Han ran away to his dumb, low-ball, smuggling lifestyle again. Mm-hmm. And I also think it makes a lot of sense that his luck is running out. Yeah. Like, he's getting older, and his dumb tricks aren't working, and he's not charming anymore. No, his face makes it so that he can't be charming anymore. Right. His face <laughs> makes it so that you can feel sorry for him, because he's <laughs> clearly too old to be trying to pull these schemes. Yes. So maybe he's gotten another couple by because of that. But. Like, I don't know how old Harrison Ford was when that movie was filmed, but he looked so old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's also very sensible that Leia didn't end up in politics and she's back at the helm of the Resistance. Yeah. Um, Luke is notably absent, but the idea that he failed as a teacher and has gone into some kind of monastic retreat makes a lot of sense because Yoda's number one item in the dossier on this guy is that he's a fucking low confidence quitter yeah well fuck they should all learn that lesson i mean it's just like yoda sighs about it 15 times in the that's because he has it for about five and one six. day and in that one day in the jungle he quits like seven times <laughs> right i can't do it no one can do it it's impossible you keep fucking telling him to his face this is exactly why you fail yeah. you're such a fucking quitter you gotta knock it off Ugh. um Let's see what else. Uh, BB-8's a lot of fun. Way more human mannerisms than even prequel R2. Mm-hmm. But he still seems like a droid that could exist in the universe and he doesn't have like secret rocket thrusters or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Not uh, in this movie. We'll see. Kylo Ren is such a weird, creepy character. Yeah. 
his dumb voice, his obsession with Vader, his angry trashing of rooms after which he seems more or less normal. Uh, he keeps taking off his helmet whenever everybody anybody says anything about it, but he's even weirder without the helmet. Yep. Uh, he's just a very different type of villain than Vader was. He's like the biggest change, I think, from the formula. Yeah, I, they do a lot. Of, they do a good job changing a lot of these characters around. If since they're going to do a, a movie rehash, at least yeah. it's the characters are a little bit different. He is way too fucking odd to be really scared of. <laughs> like at no point are you like, "Ooh, that guy's scary." You're more just like, "What is it with? It? What's this guy about? What makes him tick?" You know, like why is he fucking weird? Uh, slimy. Even the slimy little Nazi Hux is interesting, although this isn't his movie either. Uh, Snoke is kind of a miss for me. Yeah. He seems like his whole point in this movie is to explain that Kylo Ren has an internal struggle and really not much else. Hey, you know, I know this is a spoiler for people who haven't seen the rest of the movies, but hey, if they thought at this point they were just going to bring the Emperor back, wouldn't they just have put him there? I would have thought so. I mean, there's no point in this guy. What is this guy? He's nothing. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that they didn't know what episode nine was going to be when they wrote episode seven. Right. I just if they had that idea that you would just you'd have it back. Maybe maybe their idea uh, to have three directors do this, and then <laughs> well, wait a minute, maybe we'll have two directors do it, and then okay, it's still going to be two, but it's going to be different ones. That's right. And We're then, changing the combination a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe and that the backfired. Third movie is going to spend a lot of time undoing what the second movie did. Yeah. So we not going to have a lot of time to sit, like tell a story in the last one. So right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that might have hurt. But Snoke doesn't make a lot of sense as a character uh, in this one. He's clearly just doing exposition, which is not necessary. Yeah. Especially if you're going to have him pray into his weird granddad to give him the force to defeat the light in the next scene. It's like, okay, well, I guess we actually did not need Snoke at all then. He goes to Snoke for that fucking pep talk that that quiet helmet gives him instead. I think he went to Snoke. To just explain what was happening, to give a report, and then after Hux left, he had to get a little lecture from Snoke. Yep. Like, I don't think he wanted to have that conversation with him. <laughs> okay. I thought he went there to get confidence. I thought he went there to like be like, hey, give me a pep talk so I can like do the things I need to do. And Snoke wasn't nice to him, so then he went and talked to the old Quiet Helmet, and the Quiet Helmet gave him the pep talk instead. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, I I thought the characterization was a real the real strength of this movie. Uh, I gave A New Hope 8. Wow. For all of the archetype archetype characters in it. Yep. Uh, The characters are very different in this one, but I think it's doing the same level of work, so I gave it an 8 again. Okay. I also matched the characterization score. I gave A New Hope for different reasons. Yeah, you thought the strongest characterization was in Jedi so far. Yes, and since I do not keep my notes, because I don't want to know what I thought, I, um, (laughs) I don't remember why. Uh, now for part two of this podcast, quick hitters. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's start right at the top. Yeah. Does anyone in the whole movie ever say how long Luke's been gone? Nope. That's what I was like, saying. Not only do we not know how long it's been since the end of the last movie, we don't know how long it's been since all the business happened. Like, is this coming to a head now because Lor Santeca found that weird, uh, crystal? And he knows what it is, or has he been sitting on it? I do not know. Anyway, is it? We don't even really know if it's been like a couple months since he noped out, or like a bunch of years. Kylo Ren is clearly pretty young still. It's not. Yes, and 
Again, spoiler alert, but we will see the memories that they each have of that event going wrong in a later movie. And I don't know, they look the same age. Roughly. I think they make Luke look very, like his beard is less gray or something. <laughs> but Kylo's but just still played by living, the same guy. <laughs> he's been uh, getting salt water in his face on that island, so who knows, right? Yeah. Um, Poe didn't have anything on him. Not a wallet <laughs> or keys to the X-Wing. No. <laughs> this is how you know this guy is daring. Because if I get to the grocery store and realize I left my phone at home five minutes away... I'm I, I, I practically panic. Like, That's right. Anything could be happening. <laughs> and I'm over here at Safeway. That's right. Yeah, he he doesn't have the problems we have. Uh, like you before Finn explained his motiv- motivation when he got into that TIE fighter, I said, well, I guess he's changed his mind about killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He or that or it's a lot more impersonal. They didn't, they didn't go so far as to give him a fucking Bill Shatner, I will not kill or anything. No. But I, that is also the feeling I had was like, oh, he doesn't want to kill. But then, yes, he gets into the thing and just starts mowing everybody down. You're like, oh. He fucking swings the guns around on the observation deck. And he it's loves like, it. Like when People he, in there don't even have armor on. Like everybody he shoots, he's just so fucking pumped. And yeah. you're like, okay, so I guess killing's not the problem at all. Uh, like I said, I really like the idea that time is running out on old Han Solo and his tricks aren't working anymore. Yeah. It really is. He's a very pathetic character at the start of this movie. I guess that's why he had to get fucking got... They should have let him wear Harrison Ford's earring. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's been Han Solo wears that earring now. I guess he would have looked a little bit more pathetic. He would have been like, ah, Jesus. Yeah, this dude, his dude's kid turned out shitty and his marriage broke up and he's trying to pull the same shit he was doing in his 20s now. And it's kind of pathetic. He's got that one friend that hangs around with him all the time. It's very sad. Keeps telling Chewbacca this earring works with the chicks. And like, yeah. I know you haven't seen any chicks with me in a long time, but <laughs> trust me, it works with the chicks. They like, they love this earring. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the entire introduction of the Millennium Falcon is pandering, but having a scene where Finn casually tosses aside the training remote is next level pandering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, wait a second. Scavenger Unkar Plutt put a compressor on the hyperspace line of the Falcon, but he didn't like strip out and sell all of these old souvenirs from New Hope, like that chess yeah. table and the training remote. Yeah, it's literally all still like, there. He just left a lot of money on the table in there. Like, does he want to play chess? Did he leave that in there because he loves chess? <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. I don't know. Do you think, Matt, that it was effective to foreshadow in the opening that Kylo Ren was from a famous family or had come from different circumstances? Did it make the reveal that Han Solo was his dad halfway through seem less arbitrary, or did it just weaken the surprise of it? Well, okay, so I guess you are supposed to... when you, After you've seen the previews for the film... They had really good previews, by the way. Um, and then you're they say that part in the beginning. I think you are supposed to be wondering, at least for... I, that's the... How early it's revealed that he's Han Solo's kid is what was weird, because I yes. think they wanted you to be like, "Ooh, is it like is it like Skywalker's kid or something?" Right. But then they don't wait very long for someone to be like, "Oh, that's Han Solo, Han Solo's kid," or Han Solo maybe says it or something. I don't remember. Uh, it, but no, it, well, Snoke, Snoke says it. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, how early that I was. I guess if you were like really not paying attention, you might not understand why it's going to be hard for him to, why Snoke wonders if it'll be hard for him to track down and kill Han Solo. Yeah. But I think he does say it's his father. So, uh, yeah, I think it might have been effective if they'd let it hang, but they didn't. Yeah. And then I wrote, I don't think I ever quite caught that Finn didn't want to kill for the First Order and that he already went down there disillusioned in my previous watchings. I just caught it this time around. Yeah. Big Nazi energy out of Hux. Wow. I mean, and they all do a salute at the end when they're all very excited yeah. about getting to blow up planets and stuff. Okay, so J.J. Abrams just mm. fundamentally doesn't care about distances in space, huh? Do you remember when Vulcan blew up and... <laughs> old spock was supposedly on some other planet but it was like the size of 18 full moons in the sky uh-huh and it's like okay well that doesn't make any that makes so little sense that you just have to stop thinking about it because it's there it doesn't make it's nonsense yeah and again unless takodana is in the same system as those five planets that blew up mm-hmm. but even then they're pretty big in the sky yes and it's like, J.J. Abrams just doesn't care. He just wants to show that shot. Yeah. And he's like, what are you, a fucking nerd? <laughs> That's right. Only a nerd would have questions about this. Right. But it is nonsense that they could see that planet blow up. Yeah, and, and we that, are you know, nerds. Like you can see the shit streaking across the sky, and you're like, well, that seems like it, it wouldn't really. That would be a lot of energy, but I guess this thing ate a whole s- sun. Yeah. And oh, well, they say it goes faster than light speed, so I guess that makes sense. And then you go, huh. Shouldn't have been able to see that planet blow up, though. <laughs> yep, that and don't then make also, no sense. You see the beams approach the planet, and they're definitely not going faster than light speed. So no, they slow down when they get into the system. Yeah, they go to impulse speed, I guess. <laughs> that's going to say they they want to get through the shields, so they come out of hyperspace right on top of them. Maybe I don't yeah, know. But, well, one thing that does for sure happens is that the destroying energy of the beams does get there after the light from them, which. <laughs> does tell you something about the speed at which it's traveling and it's like jj abrams just doesn't give a shit just no. could not give less of a shit no, about he only that. cares about the cool visuals that's it yeah but speaking of that uh fighters tie fighters coming out of the sunset is a real good shot yeah. that could have been in any of the prequels but wasn't yep well the prequels like, were fucking dumpsters but, but do you know what i mean like hey there was room for that shot in any of the Star Wars movies, and it would have been easy to do, and they just fucking didn't. Yep. Uh, but it is a good shot. I don't know, like, maybe there's something like that in Pearl Harbor or one of his other movies. Oh, God. Or, is, that what, is that was one that of not him? Was that uh, I don't know. Bay? You know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, missed opportunities, but it's a good shot. Um, how can Han have never fired Chewie's bowcaster before. <laughs> These dudes have known each other for 50 years. He's never even thought about it. Maybe he thought what I thought forever, which is, that's like, it's dumb. <coughs> I'm not firing a crossbow. Why would I want to fire a crossbow? I got a blaster. I, I've been to his planet once. It's like a bunch of things with Bert with the insect wings flapping <laughs> around. It sucks. The trees are real big, I guess. They do some Tarzan shit from time to time. Uh, they swing around. They got this guy Tarful. He sucks. He's got more. He's got more cool fucking outfit flourishes. His fur's all braided up. Yeah. Anyway, um, boy, hey, that guy with the electric tonfa mm. must have known Finn pretty well to oh, yeah. a recognize him out of armor and b be so furious. Oh, and also, this dude is, was his fucking roommate or something, huh? Oh, also, he knows he can definitely take him. 
Oh, yeah, for sure, because he throws his gun away and <laughs> yep. whips that thing out. He's like, you got a lightsaber? Like, Check this shit out. It just goes and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, he beats him up pretty good. He's mm. Taishi C, I guess. Yeah. Is that, he's the guy who had the Tonfa yes. in Dynasty Warriors? In the Dynasty Warriors game series. Yeah. I didn't look it up. I think he's the guy by the... Oh, he's probably not the guy. I was going to say, I think he's the guy who said that he's got an idea that'll make sure Tatsao can't even have a proper burial. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was such a cool fucking boast when I read it the other day, but I think it's not. I think he ends up in the next chapter, but that isn't him. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I did not like Poe talking about these First Order thugs. Did he say that because Finn's black? Maybe. Because that's a bad look, Poe. Poe, watch it, man. Hey, Poe. There's a lot of coded language, and I know sometimes some growing up to do. we're not even necessarily aware that the things we're saying are so fraught, but like... It's 2020. I mean, it's space past, whatever. Like. Anyway, Poe's got that crazy drone AI, and I'm all out of good missiles, so this one's going to take a while. <laughs> yep. He's whipping around, shooting every damn TIE fighter. He blew up everything. Yeah. Again, the C-3PO red arm scene is perfect, but you really put it together on that one. Mm-hmm. R2-D2 has been in low power mode ever since Luke went away, and no one can find a 30-pin connector, so <laughs> they just put a sheet over him. <laughs> also, BB-8 is definitely the kind of guy who just rolls around pulling sheets off of stuff to see what's under him. <laughs> yep. Just fucking rolls up on that trash yeah, can and pulls a sheet off. Uh, oh, sorry, it's an R2 unit. Like someone should have said, hey, I'm painting! Cover <laughs> it up! <laughs> Uh, Daisy Ridley has kind of a small head, huh? I think it's that she has broad shoulders. No, oh, so maybe it makes that's it look it. like her head's a little bit smaller. All that staff training. I don't know who's got a smaller head in comparison to their body, her or Kylo Ren. This is tough because Kylo Ren. The best description of Kylo Ren, I think, is wide. Yes, he's when he takes off his shirt in the well, next see, movie. Or in the, the next after, movie, his know. body is is truly baffling. <laughs> he's got this fucking fifties bodybuilder energy. For <laughs> it's sure. Just incredibly wide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know what workouts do you do to get so wide? How does it work? This is a real good question. Not- I assume that he's got those uh, springs that he's just. <laughs> Just working his chest expander. Whatever it is, it is not the workout that is in vogue in Hollywood because I've mm-hmm. never seen a modern Hollywood star. I do star a lot of kettlebells. <laughs> with such a wide fucking chest body. expander. I let that belt shake me around. I've never even Basically, seen, I'm going back to basics. I've never even seen like a WWE guy who's so wide. Like there are definitely guys who no. have wider chests, but then they like try. But they're also down. deep front to back. Oh yeah, that they, too. They triangle down and have uh, again. What Lil Guanzhong would call a pantherine waist. Yes. And you go, what? I, I've looked at cats. I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I like that Kylo Ren put on a nice fresh tabard to go visit Snoke. It's got nice embroidery on it, too. It's black on black. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a pretty good look. I guess they are the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Well, again, we didn't really see any of those other guys do anything. <laughs> no, we only see them in... Uh, Ray's dream. We'll see them in Ray's dream, and then eventually we'll see them one day just kind of show up out of nowhere and get worked. It's like maybe the only explanation for what's happening with R2 is in Ray's vision, we also see him doing something to R2. Uh, yeah, he like puts his hand on him for sure. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Go to, go to sleep. Go to sleep, R2. Hey, buddy, I'm going away for a long time, and now you gotta go to sleep, okay? 
Uh, I wish they had chosen a better make them up for the thing they have to attack on the planet than Thermal Oscillator. Yeah. I know Star Wars is barely sci-fi, but, like, I can't do anything with that. Yeah, it's not did again. They, did, was the first care. pass Thermal Capacitor or something? And they were like, no one knows what a capacitor is. <laughs> Go with Oscillator. Let's make it a Thermal Oscillator. <laughs> hey, JJ, we, we're paying a guy a lot. <laughs> we... We're paying this guy Andre, who used to work on Star Trek a lot for this, <laughs> and he has he has a pitch for a great episode that he. What was his dumb episode? The Jekyll and Hyde one, maybe. Oh God, that's right. We did find out he was responsible for some travesty. Uh all Sentry Droids resynchronized to Galactic Standard Time, offset four seven three. Why would that be an audible announcement? Are the Sentry Droids not on the network? There is no network. There's no network. There's no... Everything has to be announced. That's why there's so much chatter all the time on those ships. All the fucking humans on Starkiller Base have to listen to Sentry Droid resynchronize your yeah. clocks to Galactic Standard Time they announcements They even got Slack day. or anything, dude. They got nothing. You cannot turn them off in your quarters, so you cannot sleep at night. It's just fucking awful. And because there's no automation, think of how many thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people and robots there are working at all these things. It must be the loudest place in the fucking galaxy. These ships are bristling with guns and every gun has five gunners. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, But as long as there's light, we got a chance. Get it? (laughs) I get it. Star Wars, guys. I think there's a metaphor. Get it? But it really All did feel like an Ace Combat, dude, because there's oh, definitely sure. a mission like that where, like, once it gets dark, there's a new objective or something, and you're like, yes, you have to beat the first part before it gets dark if you want to get S rank on the mission or something. Anyway, uh, all of the there's a lot of it. There, there were three or four Ace Combat scenes in this one. I mm-hmm. uh, I hope that's intentional. I hope I hope they were like, well. <sighs> There's no more. We can't use any more World War II fi- gun gun camera footage. That's right. That's all been done, and it turns out that modern air combat footage is just a real grainy ass picture of <laughs> a, exploding a small concrete house that you that you think maybe a terrorist is in, and then it blows up, and you never even see the ordinance. Right. So what is there? And then someone was like, "Oh, it's fucking Ace Combat." <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. And then they booted up a mission and showed yeah. JJ. Uh, all the doors to the th- in the thermal oscillator room fail open when the uh, when the fuse is pulled. We know that the Empire didn't have OSHA, but it seems like the First Order doesn't even have a fire code. <laughs> Fire's just going to spread through that whole corridor. You can't That's fail right. open you like fa- that. Fail opens, the fire goes everywhere. Why would Kylo Ren go anywhere alone on this base? By which I mean, why would someone who's maybe the second most important person in the whole First Order ever be alone outside of the toilet? That's a good question. It does seem like his position in the ranks is so weird that he is often just left to his own devices. He just does what he just stomps around doing whatever he wants. huh? But everyone knows to go away from him. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's always alone, because people know yeah, to go away be. from him. Well, I mean, listen, we talk about the humorous moments. Uh, the One of the best ones is when he's wrecking up the place the second time, <laughs> and we cut out to the hallway, and you can still hear him wrecking stuff up. 
and sparks are like shooting out of the room into the hallway and two stormtroopers around the corner and one of them just puts his hand out and stops the other one and they turn around and go the other way. <laughs> okay, that is maybe literally out of Spaceballs. I mean, it was it's very Spaceballs-esque for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Chewie's bowcaster, man. Does it send dudes flying or just like slightly injure them where they're gut shot so that they have to like punch their sides to get real psyched up? <laughs> like how strong is that thing? Because half it sends dudes in armor just fucking careening through the air. It may have and multiple it, kinds of ammunition because you're yeah, right. But At times it looks like a regular ass laser and then sometimes it's like fires an explosive round or something. Ky- Kylo Ren took one through his soft tunic and he's like... <laughs> Oh, I'm bleeding. That's oh, that right. sucks. Yeah, my my grandfather, my dead grandfather, told me to just punch it out. Yeah, <laughs> he said, "Boy, punch it out," and so that's what uh, I do. And then you, it turns out you didn't see this scene, but I hated the inside the thermal oscillator finale of the last Ace Combat game. <laughs> you had to blow those things up and then fly up the tiny shaft. Yep. <laughs> that one uh, in the Ace Combat game was kind of a challenge. Did fly with yeah. enough speed so that you didn't drift into one of the walls. But then, of course, there's a bunch of shit in the way. There's always yeah. shit in the way. You're not supposed to fly an airplane inside. I guess. That's one thing I know. Uh, and then uh, that weird tiny new star that uh, Starkiller Base turned into is going to give astronomers something fun to study, huh? <laughs> That's not supposed to be there. Does it work like a real star? Seems like it's going to be a lot of PhDs written about that thing. I hope those astronomers weren't in that one system. That oh, yeah. If they were all in the system that the missiles hit, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, I gave best actor to Finn when he's not saying droid, please. Uh, like maybe when he's doing Han's chin point back at him. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, worst actor, any of the X-Wing pilots. They were the weak link in this one. I say L.O. Asti. He was probably my least favorite. Weren't they all also a bunch of cameos or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of cameos also. Yeah. Uh, I got a few that we haven't talked about. So that old guy in the beginning, you said his name in the first Lord scene. Santeca. Yeah, Lord Santeca. That guy is Esbern from Skyrim. Sure, yeah. He's also the Three-Eyed Raven from uh, Game of Thrones. And yeah, he's, he's a lot of stuff. He's fucking Emperor Ming. Uh, with or without mercy? <laughs> the Merciless, of course. Okay. <laughs> from uh, I want to make sure we're talking about the same Ming. Yeah. So, you know, this guy's been in some stuff. Um, I have forgotten his name. Do you remember his name real quick? Oh, the actor? Oh, fuck. I looked him up, obviously. To, uh, he's famous. Because he was familiar. I'm bad with actors. Uh, Alex Winter. <laughs> oh, oh boy, you can't. If you Google Lorsanteca, it his name does not come up right away. Oh well, I didn't even. They really... want to tell you, it's Max von Sydow. There you go. Yeah. And they wanted, but they want to tell you everything about the fictional backstory of the character Lorsanteca instead of who played him. Yeah, that's a bunch of that fucking a comic book a novel nonsense. He ain't got no backstory. I seen him for one second. He's, he you know, thinks of Princess Leia as a princess and not as a general. So you talked about how Poe didn't have anything on him when they searched him. I guess they also didn't need anything at all from Poe's fighter because they just blow it up for kicks. Yeah, they did. Hey, uh, who's running this op? Is it Phasma? <laughs> Is Phasma not good at her job? I don't know. Because like, why would they not just take it? 
Did they not think that the, maybe the location of the base might be in the fighter? That's what I'm saying. There might be all kinds of useful stuff in there. Just like take the fighter and then take a look at it later, you know? You don't have to blow it up. I She's didn't... just like, that's trash. Blow it up. Everything's trash. <laughs> I didn't understand. Well, wait, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, Lor Santeca makes uh, Kylo Ren mad and he kills him before getting any information out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a real... It's real amateur hour. The First Order is run by teenagers, and it shows. Yep. Uh, so in that scene where you talked about how there was one spy from the First Order and one spy from the Resistance or whatever, I think I missed who those characters were because I was writing this down. Han just loudly explains about how he can get BB-8 on a clean ship and away from the First Order <laughs> as they pass a big robot. Like, this conversation seems too sensitive for the volume he's using. He's, like, shouting it to them as they're walking along, and then just a big clunking robot just passes right by him. I'm like, hey, that robot might hear that. Yeah, no one is fucking the least bit sneaky on this whole planet. He, This... Uh, places full of all kind of goons, mm-hmm. and but apparently, if the proprietor recognizes you when you walk through the door, she just belt out your government name <laughs> as loud as hell. It's so weird. Uh, another weird thing: Baby Ray, Ray in her flashbacks, just literally wearing the exact same outfit as she is as an adult, <laughs> like the same yeah. one. She kept getting the same model over and over again. She huh? did. That seemed pretty crazy. Uncar Plot doesn't know about style. I guess not. Um, somehow Kylo doesn't sense Han standing thirty feet behind him. So I ask again, how does the Force even work? <laughs> like this always happens where they can sense things from across the galaxy, but then like Yoda can be sitting three feet from the Sith Lord and just be like, "This guy seems totally, totally normal." This guy seems. <laughs> <laughs> Amused by how normal Apart he is. Apart from my vague misgivings about politicians. <laughs> Good feelings I have about him. It's like, how does the force work? Because, like, Kylo definitely seems surprised when Han just comes up behind him like, Hey, buddy. It's your dad. It's your old sea dad, Han Solo. It's your, it's your old sea daddy, Han Solo. <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, how'd you get here? Anyway, call me back. I had a question about the A's. <laughs> um... I, we, we talked about, I think we talked about everything else that's in here. Um, so fucking covered it, huh? We did it, man. We covered this one, and we didn't get any special notes or anything from anybody, so. No, uh, Barry sent us a video of a toy that he owns that is Jar Jar Binks says, Misa Jar Jar Binks, now it's time to boogie, and then, and then he boogies. The can- then the Cantina song from the episode other four plays, and yeah. he dances around. But he's uh he's articulated. He's like one of those toys where there's one part that's spring loaded and then it puts it in tension and makes all the joints rigid, but if you push it in a certain way it flops all around like a wacky waving arm inflatable tube man. Mm. Anyway, it makes a horrible clacking sound, so I'm not gonna play the audio of that. Uh could you tell when you were listening to the video whether it was the real voice actor on that toy? Oh no. Uh I don't think Ahmed Best has gotten a lot of work since uh I know. I was just trying to imagine him going in to record that line and going, really? And now it's time to boogie. Now it's time to boogie. This is the toy we're making. Did uh, anyone even not, think uh, about this? 
This music isn't from any of the movies. I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't in that movie. Doesn't matter. Okay. Well. Okay. Sh- shouldn't it be the uh, Christian Devil or just a Wolfman <laughs> or something? I mean, those guys were in that scene. <laughs> the Christian Devil was in that scene. I mean, don't think about it. But he was just having a drink <laughs> after he taught Garth Brooks about how to write a love song. Take her easy. She's my lady, and that's what. Hey, that was pretty good. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Uh, scores are in. Okay. Um, we were six apart on Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So that was that was the farthest we were apart. I was six. I liked it six better than you. And uh, Force Awakens, same story. Uh, it's just a little bit in each one, but it added up. And at the end, I was a 24 and you were an 18. Uh, that's enough to put it up at a 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my second highest scoring and your fourth, fourth highest scoring, but it's going to be in a tie for second overall with Empire. Yeah. And I think that's fine because I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought it was very good as a movie. And just could use more time in the oven as a story, I think. Yeah, definitely, uh, like, cut the Rathars and maybe, but maybe put a scene in where, like, uh, Leia's trying to get support from the leader of the New Republic just so that you get some understanding about what their position is. Do you know what I mean? Because not only that, because you could also throw in some more Luke exposition in there, too. Yeah. Where she could be talking to him about Luke and about why they haven't been able to find him yet and how the map works. Just anything that that leaves you with something a little bit more than just uh, the crawl without the without the Republic fleet were exposed here or whatever, and it's like mm-hmm. and Hux's big speech about how the Republic is lying about whether they support the Resistance or not, and it's like you really have to pick at the bones to get anything. Yeah, and then just more about the characters too. So that's it. I mean, those yeah. those are my only complaints. I so I did like it at least. I mean, I might have liked it more than any of them really. It's possible. Uh, this movie was about as long as Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel as long to me. No, I watched it in two um, sittings as I've watched all of them so far, but I felt like I might have been able to do it in one. Well, <clears throat> next week's a Star Trek week. Jesus. It's a fucking rough. Why don't we ever just? I know we took a week idea. off last week, but it again, wasn't really a week off. So again, we took one week off because our dad died, yeah. and uh, and now it feels like it's been so long since we last did one of these Star Trek weeks, and so difficult to task. Am I gonna have to start with Voyager again? Uh, For the Voyager 90th did, uh, consecutive did place week? last last week, Demon only scored ten points, so uh... <laughs> Which is twice as many as Living Witness. So difficult. So, hey, there's that. So difficult to get pumped up each time I have to do well, Star just Trek. It, just think of it this way. If it doubles again, it'll score 20 points this week. And that that also <laughs> would have lost last week. Uh, this week we're watching The Nth Degree. Yep. That Barkley. It's a Barkley episode. Uh, we're watching For the Cause. That's a... Uh, there's a couple Some of things. Some shenanigans. Two things happen in that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are watching the Voyager episode one. I'm not going to bother to look it up. It's clearly about seven or nine. I don't care. Seems like it's going to be. And we are uh, <laughs> watching uh, Bound. And we're watching uh, Bound. Which is about an episode Orion that's Slippers? probably going to have real good gender politics yeah. would be my expectation. Cool. 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 
Yeah, great. Again, like I said, we took off last week, but it wasn't a week off. I was there were things happening. I was busy. Yeah. I was traveling. Yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I am very annoyed that I have to watch Voyager now. <laughs> it's irritating. Why did everyone on the internet bully me into doing this project? That's what I want to know. know. What do you even get out of it, everybody? <sighs> yeah. If you're our Spanish listener, write in and tell us. <laughs> Please tell us you in Spanish. That? Judah can probably make up some of it. That's right. If you just, just use a third grade vocabulary and I'll piece it together. <laughs> All right, everybody, send us mail. That's uh, at BrotherDate on the Twitter machine. Um, you can visit us at BrotherDate.com and check out Lobot. He's on there, right? Is he not? Shit, I don't know. All I'll right. put a link up there. Lobot may or may not be on the website, but anyway, check it out. That's where all of our other stuff is. Uh, you can send us email, brothersbrotherdate.com. Uh, find us on iTunes and uh, Spotify, and Stitcher, Stitcher Plus. Well, we're not on Stitcher Plus? Uh, only because I don't think that's real. What about Stitcher Max? Are we on Stitcher Max? We're on Stitcher Max. Okay. And also Stitcher Western. Oh, good. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. Are we on um Are we on Stitcher Adult? <laughs> we're not, but we should be. We definitely should be. Uh everybody go Hey, how about this? Get out the vote. Rock the vote yeah. even. Go rock the vote, everybody. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see Don't you. vote for Hux. Don't vote for Hux. And He's an actual Nazi. Don't vote for the law and order candidates. You know, those guys are legit Nazis. So, um, and then we'll see you for Star Trek. Bye-bye. An old man gives a young man a little pouch. But before we find out what's in there, it could be that, like a finger or some teeth or something. Isn't that just life, though? Isn't life, life just like an old man giving a young man a pouch? A little pouch? Maybe yeah. fingers. <laughs> <laughs>